to the show called Let's Talk Homeschool. I'm Davis, and I'm with my lovely wife, Rachel, and we are your hosts. This is the show where we talk about everything homeschooling, the how, what, when, where, and why. We want to affirm, encourage, challenge, and inspire you in this adventure of a lifetime. Welcome to episode number 65. Today's show is titled Homeschool Prayer Focus, part four of ten. Okay, Rachel, let's talk homeschool. So during the summer of 2020, the team at Apologia prayed every day for the homeschooling movement. At the time, there were millions of families who were seriously considering whether or not to jump into the deep end of the pool and start their own homeschooling journey. So we were focused on four specific prayers last year. One, that millions would actually say yes and not get cold feet. Two, that homeschool resource providers would be able to meet the increased demand. Three, that families would experience all the positive aspects of homeschooling, such as closer family relationships, shared memories, and the joy of learning. And four, that homeschooling would provide an opportunity for the gospel to be shared, heard, and believed. This year, in 2021, we are inviting you to join us in a new prayer initiative. So every month, we're going to focus on one specific prayer for the homeschooling community. Today, We're going to look at the fourth item on our new list, and it is this, that kids will love learning and actually be able to say, I love homeschool. (laughs) So Rachel, how do we help that happen? What can parents do so that their kids don't say, I hate school, but instead say, I love school, specifically, I love homeschool? Well... You know, I want to do a a cautious caveat here, and that is if you're pulling your kids out, welcome, and I'm very excited for you, and I hope you stay, but the first step in getting your kids to love school, if they've been hating it in the public arena, is not going to happen overnight. And so I think it's worth saying that a month into homeschooling, if your kids are still thinking they're hating school, you're talking about doing something totally different. Their paradigm has completely shifted And they probably don't even know what it looks like to like school. So if you're pulling them out, you're going to have to be patient with yourself and with them as you shift some components and some opportunities around that are afforded by homeschool that are not available in the public sector. I think some of the things that are available to do in homeschooling that really do often have the results of I love school, right? have to do with flexibility and individuality and schedule and help and being heard. I think these are all components. We can go back and take them apart. But I really think those are the things that differentiate the opportunities we have in homeschooling versus a traditional school. So I'll just start with flexibility. In homeschooling, you're not ruled by a bell. That's great news. That's great news for everybody, right? It's not like math for 43 minutes, ring the bell, science for 43 minutes, ring the bell, lunch for 17 minutes, ring the bell. It doesn't go that way. I mean, we have a set of subjects that we're working through every day, but we're not ruled by the bell. And so if we have extra questions in math, we can stay longer in math. If we if we get math really fast, we can move on to science faster. So We're not ruled by the bell, nor are we ruled by the curriculum, right? So if today we're in science and a question comes up about 
something outside of the lesson we're in, we can chase that today. If there's a beautiful spider web on the front porch or there's a meteor shower tonight, we have, we can do that. We can chase either one of those things. So the flexibility I think is huge and not just not being ruled by the bell and not being ruled by the curriculum, but not being ruled by the schedule either. Right. Right. So we're not on somebody else's schedule that says we're going to start let's see, August 15th, and we're going to go till June 15th, right? We can we can schedule it however we want to. We can do five days a week or four days a week, three days a week. We can do it however we want to. So the flexibility is a huge thing that I do believe can lead to kids really loving school. And not because you're not doing anything. That's what a lot of people think. They go, oh, I get it. You sleep in until 10 and you're in your pajamas and you never really do anything. Of course, your kids love school. I'm not advocating for that. That is not what I'm saying. I'm just saying that we have cracked the whip over generations of kids at school who have just gone gone around like zombies, only moving when the bell rings. And you have an opportunity to actually live. Well, exactly. And I think that flexibility comes... Shows up in other uh, ways, such as, uh, like you say, without a bell that's telling you to stop, when you're in the middle of a thought or in the middle of a project or you're really engaged in something Mm -hmm. and you've lost track of time, in a homeschool, your kids can continue on that project and keep going for another hour Mm -hmm. or hour and a half, depending on how long their attention span is or how engrossed they are in this project or activity that they're apparently enjoying, mm-hmm. learning from, yeah. figuring out, and staying fully engaged in. Mm-hmm. And that's when kids can, well, that's just one example of when kids can really begin to enjoy the learning part of things. Exactly, exactly. Oh, and so the other thing is, I think it's an incredible component of homeschooling that we can really get to know our kids individually and help them to really go hard and deep in the things that they're the most interested in. And so again, I really do believe that there are things that all of our kids need to know. I believe that they need to know the eight parts of speech. I think that they need to know some science. I think that they need to know math. They need to know how to write a paper. So I'm not saying we just throw all that to the wind, but I am saying that if you have a child like we have who are really interested in developing their art skills, or if you have a child who's really interested And we had one that wanted to be a pilot for a while. And so how are we going to help him learn what it would look like to be a pilot? Or we had a daughter who was really into chemistry for a while. We had daughters who were really into nursing for a while. We had a son that really loves the piano. So how can we construct a school day such that they can get the fundamentals of what they need, right? That can undergird what they really love. And so it's both and. I remember a few years ago, I went on a mission trip with some high schoolers. And one of the girls on that trip really wanted to do music therapy when she graduated from high school. She wanted to go on and get a degree in music therapy. But her senior year, she was at one of these schools of excellence. Her senior year, even though she had everything she needed, because she was one of these outstanding students academically, and she... She only needed like two class, basic classes. I think she said she had to take a world lit class and some sort of a science class. She really wanted to take these four music classes her senior year that were offered as a sort of springboard into the college stuff that she wanted to do. And one of those classes came with 
a an opportunity for her to go into an elementary school and sort of practice in this music therapy that she wanted to pursue. So this, I mean, this sounded glorious to me, but she told me on this mission trip that she wasn't going to be allowed to take any music classes because according to the standards of the school of excellence she was in, and in order to make them look better, they wanted her to take a bunch of AP classes that she didn't need but that made them look better, yeah. right? So they could say they have this many kids and all these AP classes. So her senior year, she didn't get to take any music classes. I bet she didn't enjoy that very much. She did. She was so frustrated. I was on the trip with her in July, and it, she hadn't even started school yet, and she was already frustrated. So again, you have an opportunity in homeschooling to get, it's a two-part thing, to really get to know your kid in light of who God made them to be, and then build into your schedule and your time every day for them to really explore who they are and what God has planned for them to do. And that is, an, I mean, that's a game changer. Well, yeah. And just thinking of your student and getting to know them mm-hmm. as an individual, think of all the kids who have what they would classify as a mean teacher. Right. It's basically a teacher who doesn't get your kid for whatever reason. Right. And so it's no fun to have a teacher who you don't think likes you or gets you or understands you or is going to help you. Right. And that doesn't even count potentially the bullies that are in the hallway or recess. Right. And so all of those things in a public or private school setting can be really big negatives Mm -hmm. uh, that can cause kids to come to the conclusion, I hate school. Right, and you, and you know, that, I think that is something I mentioned a minute ago, and that is, I think a game changer for a lot of kids is that they feel heard and they get help, yes. right? So, and that's what you're talking about. So, it is easy to have a teacher who just doesn't get who you are. I had one of those in high school, right? I just, I had a few questions. She was sort of bothered by the fact that I had questions and she wanted to move on. And so, I didn't feel seen, heard, or helped, right? I felt kicked to the curb. And for a lot of kids... This is something that we have learned, research has has taught us, is that for a lot of kids, it's just not coming together in high school. And it's not that they can't. And it's not that they're not working really hard. It's just not coming together yet. Just right now. Exactly. Maybe maybe next year or the year after. And so we've had some kids that we, we had to downshift for, right? Because it just wasn't their year for chemistry. It just wasn't their year for algebra two. It just wasn't their year for grammar and exposition. They they needed a little bit more time. But that meant that we saw them, we heard them, and we helped them. We didn't thrust it down their throats because of some arbitrary timeline and scope and sequence exactly. for somebody else. We set our own scope and sequence. And boy, when you take the time, like you're saying, to get to know your kid and really consider where they are, what they're capable of, still challenge them, but also do some accommodation. So that they can really feel like you're trying to help them. I mean, after all, can we just agree that the point of education is that learning takes place? Right. Not that someone just scores a certain number on a test or gets a certain grade, but that they actually learn. And not that they just learn, but that they learn how to learn. And so I've already raised the bar just a little bit right there. They learn how to learn, but let's raise it a little higher that they love to learn. Right. I mean, that's the whole point. Not just that they can pass a test, but that they know how to study and learn. They know how the resources that they can go to. But wouldn't it be awesome if they love to learn? And so that's what we can really do in homeschooling. We can set a context 
where we can just encourage them. Oh, you want to know more about bats? Let's look them up. Let's go to the library. Let's get some books. Let's learn more about bats. Oh, you want to learn about what it looks like to be a pilot? Let's go somewhere and see if you can learn about how to be a pilot. Let's read some books on people who are pilots. Oh, you want to be a nurse? Let's see what it would take for you to be a nurse. Chase their dreams with them. Well, and everything we're talking about right here is relationships. It is. And it so is. as the parent, you care about your kids more than anybody ever will. Certainly more than some stranger who's going to teach them for one year. And maybe that mean teacher who just doesn't is annoyed by questions. Exactly. So you can build a relationship with your kids. Get to know them. Know what makes them tick. Know what they're interested in. And then, like you say, let help them run with all these ideas yeah. and interests to discover and explore and research uh, as young kids, as teenagers, uh, all through the K-12 through years. And the result is, as you said, not just that they can score well on a test, but they, they can learn. Mm-hmm. And then more than that, love to learn. And so, again, the... The point of this prayer that we want to pray for families that are homeschooling, that have been homeschooling for years, that are in their first year, everybody in this community right now, that is growing by leaps and bounds because of everything that's been happening in the last year with the COVID-19 pandemic and such. This is a great opportunity for millions, literally millions of kids to no longer say they hate school, but to say, I love school. Matter of fact, I'll be more specific. I love homeschool. Yeah. And then if you say, well, why is that? And they may rattle off all kinds of reasons like the ones we've just uh, listed today. You know, what occurs to me, though, Davis, is I think that we might have to back up the bus even further than we did at the beginning. And that is a lot of us hated school. And I think it's difficult for me to not put my negative experience at school and just assume that's what everybody's has to be. So I think as parents, we need to take some time to consider what was our schooling experience, what could have made it better, and not assume that hating school is just what everybody does, but dare to dream and believe that it's possible to really love school. What an opportunity to have all of these books open and available to you. What an opportunity to have these experts willing to pour into you. What a moment in your life when your whole job is to learn and explore, and then it really launches you into a lifetime of learning that can really set you on an amazing course. That's great. So so let's spend some time in prayer. That's what these uh, sessions, this series is about. So I'll start, and then Rachel, you can pray after me. Dear God in heaven, we come to you right now with our audience excited about the homeschool journey that you brought us all on. Excited for those who may be thinking about joining this community. And God, our prayer today is that the millions of students all across the world who are being homeschooled can say, I love homeschool. I love it because I get to be with mom and dad. I get to have lunch with my brothers and sisters. I get to do the things I'm interested in. There's not a bell causing me to stop when I'm deep in the middle of something. And everybody in my family, my teacher, who's my mom, actually understands me and gets me and lets me do all these things. And I'm not shut down and set aside to the curb. So, 
God, we just pray that all these good things can happen to these young kids, kids in elementary school, junior high, and high school, and that everybody, if asked the question, what do you think about school, their first response would be that they love it. We pray this in Jesus' name. And Father, I pray for all the parents out there that we would not stoop and equate the difficulty of homeschooling, the challenges that we face, the obstacles that we face. Father, I pray that you'll be with the parents out there. Homeschooling is challenging. It's not easy. There are lots of obstacles that we face, lots of challenges, learning challenges in our children, getting into a rhythm. All of these things, Father, can seem really difficult. But Father, that doesn't mean that we can't enjoy this journey that you've put us on. Father, I pray that you would open our eyes to the ways that we can engender a love of learning in our children. I pray that you would show us, Father, ways that we can come together as a family around this incredible opportunity that you've extended to us and really enjoy learning together, chasing after the ideas and the dreams and the interests of each one of our children. Father, I pray that you'll show us who our children are for your glory and for their good. I pray that you would help us. Give us eyes to see, Father, and ears to hear what we need to see and hear to be the parents that they need us to be. And I pray, Father, that together we would come and we would enjoy this journey for all that you have planned for us to be. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Well, thanks for joining us today, folks. We hope you'll be with us next time. If you liked what you heard, please share with your friends. This is Let's Talk Homeschool, and we're your hosts, Davis and Rachel Carmen. We want to thank our sponsor, Apologia Educational Ministries. Their mission is to help homeschooling families learn, live, and defend the Christian faith. Apologia is the number one publisher of creation-based science and Bible curricula for homeschooling families. With over 130 number one awards, covering a time span of more than 13 years in a row. Now that's impressive, but more importantly, that's why Apologia is trusted by homeschooling families all across the USA and the world. Go to Apologia.com, a great place to explore creation. Have a great day, and until next time, we are walking by faith and enjoying the homeschooling adventure of a lifetime.